Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. People are better informed about their bodies, about the choices that are available, and more likely to have a well-informed conversation with a physician. It's episode 214 of the Simply Human Podcast with your host, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Nicole Moline. Nicole Moline is incredible. She was a uh, one of the first instructors that Peloton hired, and she's just she she does all of this awesome stuff. It's quite a sell job you've done here. Can I can I do a little spoiler alert? No, oh. <laughs> by all means. Did you know what? She, what her answer is to what's one thing you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? Uh, something related to your bottom. Dancing in your underwear. Oh. <laughs> well, then. She touched my leg. <laughs> <laughs> so the actual, in, the actual uh, uh, intro is that she's an athlete, artist, catalyst who inspires clients and communities to craft lives and enterprises that embody purpose and joyful creativity. Oh, man, she has all sorts of stuff, uh, com. and if you want to know how to spell her name, just look at the title of the show. It's right there, NicoleMoline.com. That, that name was... runs rolls right off your tongue. That's a great name. It is a great name, Nicole Moline. It's like um, the name you would put like in the – if you were writing like a spy thriller, and like yeah. she was like the CIA analyst that like got pulled into like, we need you to get on a plane and go to Yemen. Like, oh, right. okay, Nicole Moline. That's a good name. It is good. Lie. We talked to her about the pain cave, uh, bike wrecks. I have frickin' pine cones <laughs> down here. In RPM class, what happens when your body moves? We talk about that root. The root word for suffer is the root word of passion. That's incredible. Finding what excites you, the wilderness. Uh, David James Duncan, Patty Smith, uh, Glennon Doyle, and dancing in her underwear. It's great. Um, Rick, cameras are everywhere. They are all over the place. You're what, telling me. So, and like police officers, as a detective, are you, you're not having to wear the body cam, right? Uh, okay. That's let's let's not uh, like we're supposed to if we go out and do stuff. But neither me nor my partner have body cams, and so like it's kind of like touch, we're supposed to, but we don't have any. Touch we don't have my any. body. <laughs> That's a that's a song. I think we're supposed to probably when we go out, like if we're going to st- specifically to pick somebody up, but we don't have any, so like we will use our cell phone cameras. But you know, whatever. Right. So well, so police officers have them everywhere. They're on our, uh, you know, you, how many Instagram funny videos are of like security cameras of people, you know, getting hit by cars. Dude, and... It's like uh, all of like Rex Chapman, former that, like NBA, that, like, uh, that wasn't, I said funny stuff, like people getting hit by cars that I was just kidding. That's not funny. Well, like Rex Chapman, yeah, all blocker his, charge. Like, Twitter feed is, is like, uh, funny videos of people like on security cameras hit by cars yeah. or, uh, you know, a garbage, like a uh, thing thumping over right. and like, uh, blasting somebody. So God, yeah, the one where the wind blows that semi, trailer door open and hit the hat. I don't know how that guy. He That's a really been. funny one. Cause that guy got hit at like 
<sighs> that same exact thing happened to me on Friday. I was loading my hockey gear into my car. Oh, did, it slam your, did it slam your leg in the door? The wind blew the trunk lid uh, directly onto my head and like uh, felt like it gave me a concussion. Ugh. Like it hit me pretty hard. I'm always paranoid. It, it'll happen one time where you're like leaning in your car to get something and the wind will blow it shut like onto your knee. Oh, I hate that. And that's then, happened to me at least two oh, or three dozen man. times. Oh, man. And then it's just like, oh, that's like the worst. It's like, it's like your kids pushing the, the grocery cart behind you, and you're just paranoid that they're not going to stop. When you stop, they're going to smash into your Achilles tendons. Oh, I hate that. <sighs> uh, you don't, don't let your kids push the don't grocery cart. Don't let your push on, the kids. Have some responsibility. Rick, you know where else cameras are? Where else, Mark? Doorbells. That is true. That is very true. That is, uh, listen. Got to thank uh, the human race for that one. That's a great uh, detective standpoint. That's a great way to take a look at all kinds of things. You know what else it's good for, Rick? (laughs) I keep asking you these questions. Showing Mark picking his nose while waiting for someone to open the door? No, showing my dad fall off of his porch at 3 in the morning. (laughs) You've seen the video. I have seen the video. And you've heard my voiceover. I have. And we need to talk about that because that, I, as I, in the last show, we talked about in the intro about going back and listening to old shows where we, we used to do the humans being human. And I was thinking, okay, we stopped doing that a couple of years ago. And I'm like, what, what are some, some new stories that have happened to me, you, my family, just anyone that I know that would be good for that? And that was the first thing that popped into my head. So I feel like we need to tell that and then, and then link because I put it on YouTube. The Rogers family is always good for dad crab it. I'm not, I'm not mocking you people. Like, uh, I feel like, uh, we own it. <laughs> it's in your DNA, yeah. right? So my dad hates cats. He's, he's deathly allergic to cats. He's always hated cats his whole life. But hang on, pause. I'm going to start and stop the story here. Okay. Your dad hates cats and so much that he's willing to go outside to confront a cat at night. Yes. So it's three in the morning <laughs> and, and I, you have probably been at my house. So a little context, my dad, as we've talked about many times on the show, owned a bakery growing up, which means, which meant he got up at, you know, three in the morning, which meant that he went to bed early, earlier than most dads. So he's in God, bed. And that was, that was the biggest whip growing up because me, you and Jackson would be up at like. 9.45 on like a Friday night or something like, you know, doing what kids do. Mark, your your father is asleep. Your father is asleep. I'm like, what are we supposed to do? We're like 16 and it's 9.30 well, at night. Come on. You, I mean, you were probably there in a time where he came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, at, least, describe, at, at least a dozen times. So describe like what would ha- like what he would what would he look like when he would come into the kitchen from his dungeon and be mad at us? What would what would I his always, attire be? I, I always was very ashamed and so I tried to hide. Yeah. But like so I, I, I don't know if I've ever actually S- seen, seen him. him. But I feel like <gasps> it was urban, like in his tidy whities like uh hair disheveled because your dad didn't have short hair it wasn't like long like you know super long but like it was you know regular length so it would be all like disheveled and pushed over to one side like a man who was awoken after being asleep for four hours rick i'm gonna i'm gonna grade your assessment (laughs) you got an a plus (laughs) (laughs) you nailed it early on i wish i could like 
draw a drawing uh, of what I imagine your dad looking like. So, because we would know when he would wake up because the door would yes. open. And there were two and doors. we would be like, oh, God. And we would Run. scatter because we didn't want to get in trouble. So you, the early part of bakery times was whitey tidies. He then transitioned to boxer. So then it was um, same, <laughs> same, same. I love how we can mark yeah. the, time, the time frame of the bakery based on the type of underwear worn. So... Uh, same mental image except with boxers now, but come out, just scowl on his face, hair disheveled, nothing but his underwear, okay? <laughs> so that that is that is how he gets up out of his bed because he knows there's something in his front yard because his dog won't shut up. So she's at the front door barking. He goes, looks out the window, and sees a cat in their front yard. Stop. <sighs> a typical person would be like, hey, there's a cat in the front yard. Well, I guess here in about 45 seconds, the cat will run away and do something else. <laughs> right. The cat, the cat isn't a hippopotamus that's going to just lay down and stay there for four hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So it's going to be on the move. So he opens the door and takes a step outside, activating the doorbell camera. Thank God. <laughs> so he goes in his anger he goes to yell at this cat crabbing jerk cat and as he goes to there's about there's like a three step porch it's probably two feet two and a half feet from the flower bed to the top of the porch it's not a very tall porch but there's like three steps as he goes to yell at the cat his front foot barefoot slips off and he's got some neuropathy which isn't funny but way to make a light of a medical condition, yeah. Mark. It adds to the story. So he can't really feel very good. So he steps off the porch and then proceeds to leave the, the doorbell camera's range of vision as he does the, the old man like 10 to 15 foot trying to catch yourself fall <laughs> down the steps, down the front walk and ends up. Then he comes back into the screen and he just crashes into the middle of the front yard. And <laughs> I when when you showed me the video, I expected him to uh, be running out in the yard, and he would step on a rake, and the <laughs> rake would come up and hit him like the stick part. Right, would that's hit him right in the head. probably. Actually, have, probably. Uh, you know, now that you say this, I have a funny story uh, for this. Uh, probably, and God, it's probably been like two years ago. My old boss and I, not my old boss, but my former <laughs> boss. Uh, he and I went to a house and we were, it was a long story, but we were doing like, you know, some police work, blah, 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 some police work BS. And it was icy outside and he wears a uniform. And so he has a body camera on. Well, right. when you hit the, the on switch for the body cam, it's like a, for our body cameras, it's a big button in the middle. When you hit that, it automatically pre-records because it's like a DVR. It pre-records the previous five seconds. Right. And so we're walking off the steps of this person's porch and he slips and busts it hard. And I reach down and instead Touched of helping him up, the very first thing I do is push his double button. tap his on button to pre-record the previous five seconds. And the first audio, the audio kicks in once the you hit the recording button. Right. So you have five seconds of pre-recording a video with no audio. And then the audio. <laughs> so you see me, you see him in the video fall backwards and completely bust it and me with my eyes wide like hit his button and then all you hear is, is the first audio you hear is you son of a <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Um, hold on, I need to do uh, cameras <laughs> everywhere, show notes, and then uh, twelve oh six bleep. I haven't had to use my bleeping tool in a while. That's an all right tool. You can leave that, right? It's a female dog. Yeah, I got it's, 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 it's in the dictionary. Um, my mom just texted uh-huh. me speaking to my parents. Um, okay, so let's get no. to the Nicole interview. I already talked about. What we talked about. I already mentioned what we talked about. She was so good. We're gonna have her back on. I just, I just love her so much. Uh, so here she is. I hope you enjoy it as much as uh, I did. Hello, hi. We did it. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I think I've decided in the last hour that I'm going to take this Mac that I have. And I'm going to drive into the wilderness, <laughs> and I'm going to throw it into a ravine. I have to drive a long okay. way to get to a ravine, and I'm going to go buy a new Mac. But I should probably wait and get the new Mac first and transfer everything before I throw it into a ravine. Yeah, that's going to be it's good timing because new ones just came out. <gasps> you know what you can be so thankful for is that... It like I don't. It sounds like it. It hasn't crashed, right? Like that's no. the worst scenario in which to have to buy. <laughs> I know, and it's like always like okay, how long? It's like it's like driving on an empty tank. It's like mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. how long until it's too much until I have crossed <laughs> the line. And mine's mine's like that too. It's uh yeah. Well, and it's like running on very small bandwidth. Yeah, right. <laughs> and when I'm just you know when I'm just doing email and stuff no big deal but it's like i've got yeah. some iMovie projects that i'm trying to do and it takes me like nine hours instead of 30 minutes uh, i think i'm gonna do it everything. are you like a mac expert or something are you i see i, I don't not at all uh, then how did you <laughs> how did you have such wisdom that you knew that something new came out how did you know that i don't know somehow i'm like somehow i feel like it's impossible to escape from their emails right, right? so i get like I somehow, like I randomly opened up a new Mac announcement product email a couple of days ago. Well, you sold me. Sold. Where do I, <laughs> do I just buy it directly from you? How does that work? <laughs> You're like, yeah, send me $3,000. That's right. I'll buy you. I'll facilitate. Yes. Yeah, a $2,000. Oh, hey, how do you pronounce your last name? Maline. Maline. Because it's yeah. like feline with an yeah. M, but it's Maline. Yeah, my dad would always be like, don't malign me. Oh, um, see, that's good. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why it's pronounced that way, but I feel like it also sounds nicer. Maline. So, Meline yeah. is, is too. Meline. That's like a, it's like right? a country person saying, I'm standing yeah. in line like, Meline over here. So, Meline <laughs> is better. Um, okay, so... We normally where just, where are uh, you calling from? I'm are in, you are you in Texas? I, I am. listened to a few of your episodes. Okay, I, I'm in West Texas. Very good. Okay. I'm from yeah. uh, the Dallas area originally, mm-hmm. um, and so where are you? I'm in Brooklyn. Wow, Brooklyn, Texas. <laughs> is there one? Uh, probably. Um, a, I know there probably is one. I feel like there's like a Paris. Texas. There's Paris. There's Athens. Yeah. There's everything. Yeah. There's, exactly. There's Ira Ann. It's spelled like <laughs> Iran, but they say Ira Ann. Oh it's like, boy! Okay. It's like, no, it's you say Iran. Yeah. But um, very good, Brooklyn. Are you from up there? I'm from California originally. Um, I've been in New York for ten years, well over ten years. Wow. So I feel like I don't know. I guess I'm official now. <laughs> I love New York. My brother lived in Queens yes. for ten years recently. 
And we would go up there like at least once a year and just, and Brooklyn, love Brooklyn. There's a cool coffee place. Mm -hmm. Well, there's probably like a thousand coffee places in Brooklyn. Yep. Um, something with gorillas. Sure. Gorilla coffee. Yeah. Yes. I went there. Yeah, it is. It's the land of amazing coffee shops for sure. Um, there was one other, there's, um, oh, now I'm not gonna be able to think of it. There's a, there's a brewery (laughs) up there. That my brother did all the design work for. Oh, I can't think of it. But he would like his the biggest thing of him leaving New York was like he his payment for that job was he got free beer whenever he wanted from this place. Oh, that's so he's tough. like, that's gonna be tough to, to, yeah. to get away from that. Yeah. Okay, where did he move to? Uh, back to Dallas. Okay. So our mom was just she was just too much. <laughs> and the, the pressuring him to come home and he had a couple uh-huh. of kids up there and it's just a lot easier when you have family around you you know uh especially when yeah. you're living in in queens and there's like nothing and you can't drive anywhere because it's because mm-hmm. it's queens um but anyway so that's <laughs> awesome so yeah. rick as you have probably noticed mm-hmm. is not on the call his computer is on the fritz, oh but he has a Dell, so <laughs> it's not the same type of his. Is like real problems. We have like yeah, yeah, cool yeah. cooler problems because they're because right. they're Max. Um, yeah. But yeah, he like isn't gonna be on the call, so we're gonna have to do like the intro and everything at a different time. So okay. it's just gonna be me. So normally, what we do is we go we'll guess birthdays, and there's only me, so I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess a summer birthday. I'm gonna guess July third. Oh, I'm um, definitely summer, August 17th. Oh, so you're not quite cancer. So what? what is that? Full on Leo. Oh, <laughs> I could tell. Like I'm cancer and I normally, it's normally very, it's really weird. Like I'm not like into the whole astrological yeah. signs, like whatever. You uh-huh. know, I know that I'm cancer and I don't want to be can Like I don't want to be cancer. <laughs> right. Who wants to be cancer? Yeah. It's like I want to be something cool like Leo. And, uh, but normally cancers fellow cancers and i have very little trouble talking just right boom Ah, right off the bat so i found that very interesting yeah anyway okay so you're uh august i wrote it down august 17th yeah who else shares that birthday do you know other people with that birthday god oh you're putting me on the spot there are some i mean are they as cool as Mm -hmm. ariana grande or Derek jeter because those are mine Um, I feel like they're, I feel like they're, they're like legendary Leo's. I think Leo's are sort of known to, um, well, the positive, like, like the evolved version is a strong leader. Right. And the devolved version is just a spotlight hog. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, I I feel like a lot of like performers and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I get I get accused of being a microphone hog sometimes. So, which is well, great. Well, you're doing the right thing. I know. That, that's exactly what you should yeah. be. Which is great because Rick's not on the call, so I don't have to like wait for him to finish talking so I can start talking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, we have been recording this whole time, and this has all been good stuff. So, just give me your background. Like, what is your story? How did you get to where you are today? And what are you doing today? Yeah. Um. So I grew up in California and I did not think of myself as an athlete. I was a nerd 
and I was a total bookworm. Um, and, but I, I was a swimmer growing up in California, but I feel like kind of everybody was, it was very, it's, you know, right. it's, cultural it's like there. playing the guitar in Texas. It's like, yeah, yes, yes. Really but, but I, but definitely a, a major story of my life has been late blooming. So to be a good swimmer, you start when you're one, right, <laughs> you know, right. um, great, great swimmers all start kind of before they can even walk. And so I think I, I started when I was 13, I think. And which was, you know, way too late. Um, right, right. But I got into it, I think, for the love. And it also taught me a kind of discipline. Um, there's definitely something about, there's a certain kind of like steely, steely souledness, I think, that right. you develop like staring down a black line and learning endurance training. I know you've done Ironman yes. and you know what I'm talking about. Right, like right. you have you've been into the pain cave. Right. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's something I, and there, there's something I think really um, kind of addicting or intriguing, maybe is a better word of, you know, the way that you can kind of tell that you can grow in that place. Right. right. I think especially in endurance training. So that, that was kind of deep rooted in me. So I didn't, I didn't think of myself as an athlete or someone naturally gifted in it, but um, I was always kind of, I was always drawn to this, I think this overlap of, I was fascinated by the body um, and healing. So how the body goes wrong, you know, and how, how we can heal. And I, I think it's pretty normal for us to, when we haven't seen other categories and other ways of doing things, um, to assume that that has to take a certain conventional form, right? So I just did, oh I'm a, I'm fascinated with the body and with healing I'm going to become a medical doctor right so um, I've also travel has been a huge part of my story um, and so I wanted to get trained to do like medical missions work or kind of medical relief work in the developing world so um, I you know kind of started down that road I went to USC for college and um, what years were you there do you mind me asking yeah yes yeah. so I graduated in 2002. So that was like, that was the, uh, see, Carson, you were there when Carson Palmer was there. Yes. Yes, for sure. Won the Heisman um, in 2000. And don't tell anybody. I went to one and a half football games. Uh, <laughs> see, that was going to say like, it's like some people, you you know, you never can tell about people from across all walks of life, either love football, or they don't like football. And so, but I, yeah. I love, see, I'm talking to a Texan now. So. Right. Well, I love that uh, some people in big football towns don't like football because I've got a group of guys that pick like a big game and go just random huge game. We were at LSU Alabama a couple weeks ago, but, uh -huh. but bless the people. We stayed at this like girl's house who's like, you know, Lives living in Tuscaloosa, hates football. Every home game, she just goes and stays with a friend and makes you know twelve hundred bucks just because she doesn't care. Like she'll leave. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want to go to the game. Like but she'll let someone stay there. So bless right. bless the people that don't like football because it is blessed, sure. blessed my life. So anyway, yeah. sorry. Okay, so um, USC. Yeah, USC. But I do I do at least know who Carson Palmer is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very um, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. And thankfully, I did not get into medical school. I spent, gosh, I guess I guess you could say I spent like seven years trying to get in. Um, really, I spent, after I graduated, I spent about two and a half. Um, I've had two great bike crashes in my life. And the first one was a week before 
I was going to take the MCAT exam for the third time. Oh and I remember, and I, I crashed hard and I broke my tailbone. And what? Wait, okay. I'm is- sorry. As someone <laughs> yeah. who's been run over by a car, I need more details. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about oh, your Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, I hit a pine cone. That's the story. Oh, <laughs> stupid um, freaking pine cones. A freaking pine cone. Yeah. I know. I, I remember it was, it was like a gorgeous sunset and I was kind of like looking out over this cliff at the sunset and sure enough, hit the pine cone. <laughs> on, um, on a road bike? On a road bike. Yep. And clipped in and I couldn't, you know, get out of the pedals in time. And, um, and, any, and the MCAT exam was an eight hour test right. and I looked like couldn't sit (laughs) so I remember I just kind of I like flew up this little white flag of oh my gosh I finally surrender like this has been a seven-year you know journey to do this thing and um but I think something inside of me was like you're a healer like it's gonna take a while for us to figure this out you know for for this to take shape but you're a healer and the body is gonna be important um so the other, another thing that's always been really important to me is, um, is words and poetry and literature. And I, so I was a, uh, English and biology major at USC. And so I started down this path of, um, of towards a PhD in literature and, um, through different graduate school programs. So I went through four different programs in the humanities and was just like reading my heart out. Um, and still kind of had this, I think like had this background, melody of um yeah and somehow this is also going to have to do with healing and with the body um and I, and actually it's funny because when when i had that 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 summer that i was training um for the mcat i that's the right word for it right, right. <laughs> yeah um i started taking the spin class at a gym so i was right at the college and i was really feeling i mean I, i've been i've been this is like the third year I'm trying to get into medical school and I'm really in this kind of defeated place. Um, and I took the spin class that this warrior woman, you know, taught. Um, and, and I think, and the funny thing is, is when I look back on it now, it was in this like this random, you know, aerobics room. I think there were five people in the class. Like there were five women who pulled out their bikes. Um, but somehow the experience was massive. Right. Like somehow the way the community that she created and the sense of like strength and athleticism. And so I went to this, this spin class religiously and I just like start, I started to rediscover my warrior-ness, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And, and I think I also was like, Oh, that's a really powerful and healing thing yeah. that she does. Right. Right. It's not just, you're not just riding a stationary bike. I mean, it's not uh, at all. Yeah. 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 Like I went, you know, to other universes. Um, (laughs) so, (laughs) so I followed, I followed poetry to New York, um, right before it was a month before I turned 30, everyone, I I was going the wrong direction. Everyone was like, why would you leave? First of all, no Californian ever wants to live anywhere else. And, (laughs) And at 30, like, you're, what, what is this? This is New Yorkers leave New York at 30. And yeah, so I came here, there were a bunch of poets and writers that I wanted to study with. And, um, and so I, I started grad school at Columbia and it was either, and I needed a, I needed a side job, you know, I needed like, it was, and it was either, I needed a job that was going to let me have weird hours around my grad school seminars. And it was either going to be bartending or fitness. Or cab driver. So almost, you could have been a cab driver. <laughs> I, 
I well, this is before Uber, so that oh, was like okay. a whole, you know, this yeah. is like was like a whole fraternity. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I um, I start teaching this in class at six thirty a.m. Actually, this is a this is an important part of the story. I auditioned for New York Sports Club, which is kind of like very, it's like the very entry level gym in New York. And I auditioned three times (laughs) to teach. teach You're like, this Um, is harder than the MCAT. (laughs) Completely, completely. And yeah, and um, yeah. So, and so finally that the third time they hired me and I think I had to sub for like, I don't know, like six months or something before I could get my one, like 6.30 a.m. class. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so and so I taught I taught at different you know gyms in the city, and about a year in, I discovered that uh, Soul Cycle and Flywheel, um, you know, I discovered I, I read some article you know kind of comparing Soul Cycle and Flywheel, and I was like, what are these things? Like, there's there's temples to spin. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, it's like um, me learning that there's a new Mac. Like, wait a second, me. what yes. are you talking about? What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I went and, and I think what was so exciting is that in both, in both um, experiences, I realized like they, they got the magic of what can happen in a boutique fitness class, like in a movement practice that's happening in a space that's designed for it um, with, you know, drenched in music and an instructor who really believes in the power of what they're doing. Um, And so I ended up, uh, I was really taken with Ruth Zuckerman who was teaching, I think it's at that time. So she was, she was originally the the co-founder of SoulCycle and then um, she founded Flywheel. Um, And she was, she was 50, she was 50 something. And she was a goddess. Like she was gorgeous. She was fit. She was was strong. I'm going to put her in the show notes. Yes, Ruth Zuckerman, Ruth? Um, interviewer. She has a great story. Ruth totally Zuckerman. Inspired. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like old lady named Ruth. <laughs> yeah. You're like that's her. Uh, that's her. Totally. And I like. And I remember walking out of her class and just thinking, like, feeling like I had just had fifty redefined. Like, yeah. oh, that's what fifty could look like. Right. Right. You know, that's what fifty could be like. Is it? Is that so weird? Vibrant. Like, I feel like when my parents were forty. I remember that, and they so were old? and they were so old. And I'll be forty in a couple of years, and I'm like, I'm not that old. Like I look like Ruth Zuckerman, <laughs> you know? Like no, my yeah. gosh, yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, there she is. Yeah, I see her, Ruth so, Zuckerman. Totally blown away by her, and um, so I started teaching. I started like down the road, you know, to teach with Flywheel. Taught with Flywheel for a year, and it's just funny. And on all this time, I'm I'm like I'm studying poetry. I'm, you know, moving through these graduate programs and shifting over to a doctoral program at Rutgers. And all along, you know, there was there were a couple of guys who gotten together and said, um, you know, this this whole kind of spin class boutique fitness experience is amazing. Why can't we do this at home? (laughs) You know, Um, and so and that was those those are the founders of Peloton. And I remember and you knew those guys, um, you know, those guys. Are you they the- reached out to me. Um, they had hired one instructor. There was no studio. There was an office of, my goodness, I think 15 people total in the company. Um, and they were on Kickstarter. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. <laughs> and I, 
Yeah. And I heard the vision and I was so excited by it. You know, I thought, oh my gosh, like I just kept thinking a woman in, a, in Oklahoma, a mom in Oklahoma who loves Oklahoma. She doesn't want to leave. Like, nothing wrong with Oklahoma. But she, nothing wrong with Oklahoma. That's, that's the point. But she, like, she, could, she could have an experience on the cutting edge of fitness yeah. and wellness. Um, like she could have this and without ever having to leave Oklahoma. And that's amazing. Um, so I, I got really excited about the vision. I, but I also thought to myself, um, I don't think that global companies start on Kickstarter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, like the... this doesn't bode well. Yeah. Um, so I came on at Peloton as the second instructor and I remember teaching, um, in this little, we, we had like a makeshift studio, that literally had black trash bags on the walls, and one <laughs> little camera. And there was one bike because there were production issues, you know, with the bike, we were figuring all of it out. Right. So you had, and we had one bike that was like a little something on the front of it was broken. So that's why we, right. that's why we had it. That's why we had the extra. So you had to kind of like drape the towel just so, you know, over. <laughs> then like the towel falls during this thing. Yeah. And there's just like, it's like a, it's like a bunch of dirty clothes like behind it like yeah but but also maybe no one would see because right. i think like we would get excited when we had five people tuning in live like right. five, I, I would have like a five minute conversation with joe in new jersey right. you know because um it was all it was just all so new yeah. and we were all like yeah we're not sure if this is gonna go anywhere or not but um i can i can kind of go into all that stuff. But what feels important to say is that, you know, when you have a dream, when, when you have an experience that lights something in you right. and it excites you, but it's maybe not something that should excite you, you know, in, in that like kind of playing by the conventional rules. Right. I, like if I would have ever, you know, if I would have ever told my dad, like, I'm, you know what, dad, thanks for helping me out with USC. I'm going to drop off the med school path and I'm going to teach classes yeah like in a in a, in a in a closet with no one else in the room yes yes yeah. yes but like but i you know i knew that there was a kind of i i really believe in and this kind of this definitely connects to the work that i do now there's something something happens when we when we move you know we shake up the chemistry of our body right. and we flood our brain with oxygen we flood our muscles we we think when, when you're moving in strength or in rhythm you think bigger, better thoughts about your life, right? right? You think differently in a strong body. Right. So there's it, there's really something to movement. And I think, you know, as we're all kind of really tempted to live these more digital lives and more oh. sedentary lives, I the, the mission and the vision of drawing people together, finding some modern version of dance around a fire, right, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, yeah. and in our underwear, AKA spandex, yeah. like it's important stuff. It's really, when I think about your podcast name, simply human, like it's simply human, yeah. you know, to move together, especially in rhythm and um, in a beat. So that's, I think that's a big reason why we look at, you know, I, I being in New York for the last 10 years, it's been amazing to just see, the boutique fitness revolution happened right. before my eyes. Right. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of, so I, I have, I've fitness has happily taken over my life, fitness, wellness. And now I would say much more mindfulness and spirituality. Um, but I'm really, at, you know, at the forefront of, I think 
thinking about how these forms of being, you know, can help us get back to what it means to be simply human, like yeah. in the most modern, optimal sense that we can. Have you read Brain Rules by John Medina? No. So it like it when, when you're talking about um, your brain, like there, there are certain things like we know inherently like the like humans need oxygen. Right. And then like we like, well, let's do a study and do some research and really find out if that's true. You know, it's like there's some things that are just instinctual, like like with mentoring. Yeah. Like I, I work with in a, a Big Rose Big Sisters, like mentoring. And there's all these there's all these studies and then all this data and the science, which I guess is important. But like at the end of the day, like we all know, like mentoring like matters and like we we community yeah. is is ingrained in us. And the John Medina brain performance envelope is our brains like are at their best when they are solving problems relating mm -hmm. to survival in an outdoor unstable environment and doing so in nearly constant motion. Mm. Right. And so like, when you look at that, it's like, yes, yeah, like all the things you're talking about, like let's solve problems. Absolutely. To survival. I'm, I'm constantly moving. I'm, uh, I'm in an unstable environment. Like there's all these new experiences coming at me. And like, think about like when you talk about digital sedentary, think about how the, the current public school system is set up. It's like the opposite mm -hmm. of all those totally. things. And then we're like wondering why, like we're not good at math and science anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, no kidding. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that, that's, there's so many things like we have all these talking points, but like we're, uh, we're coming up on time is the crazy part. Um, but here's, but there's a, lots of things that I want to talk to you just about the stuff that you talked about for, uh, we're going to end. I want to know your favorite books. Don't just be thinking because I'm a huge book okay. nerd and I want to like, like what it's really sad. Like when you ask people like, what are your, what are the last, like last books that you've read? And everyone's like, Oh, Grey's Anatomy is that a book and I'm like no 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 like an actual book like I want a, I want a yeah. book recommendation who should I who should I read what should I read next and then they don't know everyone should have book recommendations we're gonna talk about that in a minute absolutely but, but we talk about you talk about the pain cave and how that changes mm -hmm. you and how um, you know I did Ironmans and half Ironmans and all this stuff and the reason that I, I really enjoyed doing those and and it is because I felt like when you read books and you read about history and you read about these soldiers in World War II and all these, these stuff that they went through and the perspective that they had and the suffering they went through and how they, they were just different. Their character was different. And then you look at now, like we don't really have anything that causes us to suffer to want or to like kind of uh, experience scarcity. And so I would do all those things because that was kind of my way of going like, I need to suffer. Like I is the least I can do. Is you know, and so now I do other things. Like I've started Taekwondo, and I still I mountain bike, and I do all these things that are that are uncomfortable. I take cold showers, I fast. There's all these things that I do, like like for no other purpose than just for like a mental kind of uh, perspective. So, are there things like what do you think about that? And are there things like that? I mean, do you agree with that? What do you think people should do to kind of kind of get that element back into their lives? Absolutely. Um, well, the root word of suffer is the same as the root word for passion. Oh my gosh. Oh my so, gosh. yeah. <laughs> um, so passion literally means suffering. <clears throat> um, and so I've, I've done Ironman races as well. And, and definitely for the purpose of getting to that edge. Right. Um, because there's conversations that you have with yourself. There's things that you excavate in yourself when you are there, um, you know, on mile <laughs> 20 of a marathon, <laughs> um, right. you know, or whatever, um, halfway point of the bike. And it's still, it's a very long day to go. 
And, you know, there's, there's places that you go within yourself that you wouldn't otherwise tap. So what, and that can, that you can, I, I totally believe that you can get there during a cold shower. You know, you can get there during breath work. Right. Um, there's so many ways to get to that edge. And I think it, it's really important, I think, to recognize too, um, that ex- especially with like extreme athleticism, um, which can do a number on our bodies, that that, you know, what I, the work that I do now, I lead retreats called Alter Journeys. I have a podcast called Alter. Um, yes, I was going to ask you about that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Umbrella. But, um, and, and I also lead some like online communal journeys, different programs and courses. And what, you know, what I, what I like to describe it as is exploring the wilderness within, right? right? So there's, and I think as we age too, and maybe because of injury or because of whatever time constraints or something, maybe those kinds of uber athletic events aren't the wisest right, choice right. for us. But it's so important. I love to hear all these ways that you, you know, introduce like extremity into your life. It's so important to do that. And there's so many ways to do it. Right. Yeah. It's just like we, uh, there has been no other like generation that just gets whatever it wants, whenever it wants it. And for the most part, obviously there's still a lot of want out there, but I'm talking about just like people listening to a podcast and say you have an iPhone. I'm talking to you, right? Like you get whatever you want, whenever you want it and how much of it you want. There's no Amazon prime baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like it's such a, we are so spoiled. It's like the comedian talking about he's, you know, he's on an airplane whenever they like, Hey, we've offering Wi-Fi on the airplane. It was the first time anyone had ever gotten Wi-Fi on an airplane. Everyone's like, Ooh, 10 minutes later, they (laughs) they come on and they're like, ah, the Wi-Fi is broken. And the guy next to him was like, this is BS. Like you just found out 10 minutes ago that this was a thing. (laughs) How have you changed? How have you become? You are flying through the air. Yeah, You are sitting in a chair (laughs) in the sky. Right. You know who I'm talking about. I don't know. We should, he should remain nameless. Uh, he's gone through some, he's, done some made some bad choices um (laughs) poor guy no not poor guy poor poor brain that made a bad decision um yes so anyway so yeah so that's important so do that and then so you also mentioned like finding things that excite you um Mm. so you're listening somebody's listening to this podcast they're like look i got i got a job i go sit all the time i like listening to a podcast is like is the thing i get most excited about what can like what are some tips maybe that people can do to like go find that thing they, they don't know maybe that they're excited about, you know, like how, how can people kind of get out of that, uh, that rut and, and experience those things. And then they can go, Hey, I didn't know that I really liked X and I'm going to go do that now. Yeah. I love that. I think, um, wilderness is so important to me. I think it's so important to us just as human beings to have, um, to, to like, regularly get in touch with wilderness. So that could look like uh, going on a retreat or going on a trip, you know, going camping like that, that could look like, you know, getting out into um, the wild, you know, preferably without a Wi-Fi signal. But there's, there's so many ways. I think if that's, if that's not available to you or you just want more of it, read a book that is totally outside of your paradigm. Right. Um, listen really carefully to the annoying uncle at your Thanksgiving table (laughs) to like get into the wilderness of his thought system, you know? And, um, I think that it's, it's because wilderness expands us. Yeah. So and and, and I to be clear, you're, yeah. she, and to the listener, she's not necessarily, she is talking about the actual literal wilderness, but I think there's this other wilderness that you're talking about this, um, 
uh, figurative wilderness within yourself and within other people that you can explore and like doing things that are not, I'm walking down the sidewalk in a big city. Like I am out and I do not know where I am and I don't know what is about to happen. Right. That, and and you, and I'm just, as I'm sitting here thinking about how you can expound on that, that idea, it's like blowing my mind. Right. So that's what she's talking about. So I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Very cool. Yeah. I, well, I mean, similarly, like what, whatever it is you normally, even if it's like your workout structure, you have, you know, maybe you run a few miles a day and you lift weights a few times a week or something, go to a rock climbing class, right. like go, go to in New York. It's really cool. There's this kind of growing trend of these like sober raves. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them happen at six in the morning and people will come and like full on unicorn costume glittered <laughs> out, you know, there's like, they're serving cold pressed do shots, <laughs> but um, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's like a little burning man pop up. Right, um, right. Go do something like that. And I, and I promise you the best part about those things is there's, you know, there's totally like 50, 60, 70 year olds that'll show up as right. well. And they're like, they're cause they're getting their dose of wilderness. Well, they're, they're all the ones with the drugs and then they're like, Oh, wait a second. This isn't, this isn't <laughs> yeah. that kind of party. Maybe. My bad. <laughs> generational yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome so yeah so find something do something to to find your wilderness i love that um did you know that i okay is less mills like a bad word to you uh, I think it could be more creative, but I admire him as a pioneer. <laughs> well, I, that? like, that's all that there was in Ab- that's all that there is in Abilene. Hey, many, God bless. Many years yeah. ago, I don't do RPM anymore, but many years ago, I was an RPM instructor, a Les Mills instructor, and I had the Friday morning, mm-hmm. like 6 a.m. class, mm-hmm. and I had to like move all the bikes back in the thing by myself. It was mm-hmm. a big problem. So we, we, have, we share a lot in common. We've had big bike wrecks. Uh, we could just sit and continue talking about all the things that we have in common. You mentioned, okay, so let's talk about books. Um, what are your favorite books? I know this is hard because I could, yeah. I, I mean, what are your favorite books I'm just right gonna, now? I'm just going to give you like favorite of the moment. Okay. Um, well, okay, I'll give you some all-time favorites. Uh, there's this, <laughs> Hafez, The Gift. Hafez is a, talk about, talk about like a dose of wilderness, okay? Hold on, spell that. He is a H-A-F-I-Z. He is a 13th century Sufi mystic poet. And this this poetry, the gift in particular, is, is a collection of his poems that's really like straightforwardly translated. It's not flowery, it's not fufu, like you can get it and it'll wreck your heart. Um, he is, he could be writing yesterday. Right. And yeah, so I'm always, I always play kind of like Hafez roulette if I'm having a tough day. Like I'll just open up my Kindle and, you know. So is it da- Daniel, on a Daniel Ladinsky's Extraordinary Renderings? Yes, of you got it. Poems by you, Hafez. Yeah. About is, that. You know, Amazon has its pluses. Isn't that crazy? Yes. I always tell people yeah. like, technology is out to kill you, but you know what? You should use technology to fight back. And, Absolutely, uh, and buy some healthy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then another book that I really love um, that is, I think, important. Has, it's really helped me. His writing has really helped me to think about our relationship to the natural world in like in in all capacities, in terms of how we're eating, in terms of what's you know politically decisions that we're making right. about our relationship to land, et cetera, et cetera. David James Duncan. He has a book of essays that is called My Story as Told by Water. 
and um, it'll blow your mind. It's beautiful writing um, about all the things, about everything that makes us human, family, relationship to the land. Is it, um, it's not the river why. It. It's not, my story He's is the told same by author. water. Here same same yeah. author. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, any of his books will really like plunge you into the natural world, but in this way, you know, he, he'll be, he'll be writing about a river, but he's really writing about everything. Right. Yeah. And then lastly, I'm going to throw out, um, just Patty Smith's just kids. Do you know this book? No. So, Patty. Oh, so good. I, know. I actually, I lead a, I lead a book club. Um, I lead a little membership group called alter together and we, huh. one of our, one of our experiences of, is a book club. And this is what we read last month. Um, she's, you know, the rocker, Patty Smith, like yeah. the legend. Right. Yeah. So she, she had the story is the story of her friendship with Robert Maplethorpe, who is this incredible um, artist, kind of primarily photographer. Um, and it is, it's an amazing story of lifelong friendship in particular between a man and a woman that, that, that's not, I mean, it, it kind of like it has, it had a few like romantic little blossomings, but be, they, they went beyond that and they both, you know, had different partners and kind of like went their different ways, but they kept choosing each other and deciding to be a kind of family. Like Heathcliff um, and yes. Catherine and yeah. Wuthering Heights. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> I reread that one. I reread that one this year and I hadn't read it since high school. And I was like, man, this is really dark. I'd forgotten how dark this was. Um, but anyway, yeah. There's so, so much to that book. Yeah. Yes, yes. That doesn't get dropped in many conversations. Well done. Thank you. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, man, I wish Rick was, he would be making f so much fun of me right now if he was on the call. <laughs> like, oh, well, really, so, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So what are some others? Like, what are some of your, like, okay, like I'm just going to waste time and be entertained. Like fic the total fiction. Like what are some I of I mean, your, lately, I, so Annie Prue, do you know her? No, dang um, it. Pru. Oh, this is a good. This is a good list. I know. Pru. Yeah. P. Her name is spelled very weird. It's P R O U L X. Um, her kind of her famous. Well, she wrote Brokeback Mountain. She wrote the short story Brokeback oh, Mountain. Oh, say here's another and one. She, if Rick yeah, yeah, was yeah. On, If Rick was on here, he would be making all sorts of jokes now. <laughs> anyway, the shipping news. Uh, Shipping news, Bird that's her cloud. other big one. But she has she has these short stories. Um, I think they're called the Wyoming stories. And I'm in I don't know, I like open open range is the collection that I'm reading right now. And it's like her I can't like it'll I'll stay up until, you know, one in the morning or something. Not like, close I, range, open range, right? Open range. No, maybe it's close range. I don't know. I'm looking at it, but um it's uh her characters are incredible. She's funny. She's so wicked smart. Um, and there's a lot of like wisdom, um, but it's the opposite of like, she shoots so straight. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's not cushy at all. There's no, there's no cushion. <laughs> Do you have like a, a goal of how many books you want to read or what, like, what is your, what is your like uh, book? Uh, training uh, you know what i mean like do you have any like parameters that you set on yourself or as far as like learning i mean like when that? i think about it i get depressed because i there's there's just so many there's so much incredible writing was, that i'll never get to yeah i was just know? about to say that it's like every time i talk to someone like you or i'm reading a book i'll read a nonfiction book and they'll uh -huh. mention a book 
and I'll be like, I'm going to read that book now. Exactly. And, and now I've got like 4,000 books on my queue and it's like, there's just, there's no way. I went, I mean, I went to grad school cause I heard that they pay you to just read. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really work out that way, right. but you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a great. Well, I'm going to, now here's, yeah. here's a book question and I know we're going long here, but this has been fun. Um, Let's do it. Do you, if you listen to an audio book and you say that you read that book? Absolutely. I'm an audiobook oh, junkie. Oh my God. Okay. If you hit, cause if you, I, I'm holding your opinion in high regard here because I am, I feel like this, I feel the same way. And there's a lot of, there's a, there's a, there's a, a group out there that, that, that thinks that it's not the same. And I'm like, no, it is the same. Like I'm not, I'm not like listening it's to an audio. Sometimes it's better. Like, okay, I have to, I just have to plug this cause I can't help it. Okay. Glennon Doyle's book, Love Warrior. Oh my gosh. Glenn. Every woman and every man who is, you know, romantically connected to a woman needs to read this book. Love warrior. <laughs> Love warrior. So, and, she, and I, I, I'm throwing it out cause she reads it. And it was definitely one of those books that I was like, it, you like, it, it was so much better to hear her read it, to right. hear it in her voice. than it was so much more powerful, I think, yeah. than to have just read it. But um, it also is. audible allows you to like bookmark and take right. notes and underline and stuff. Do so all sorts it counts. Of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I, I, we could, I could just continue nerding out on books. Okay. You mentioned <laughs> the altar podcast. You mentioned the altar retreats there uh, where people find you to uh, promote yourself. Yes. Um, so my, my online home is nicolemaline.com. Um, I just came out with a planner. I'm so crazy excited about to bring into the world. It's called the Envision Planner, and it's about casting a vision for um, your next season of life. It's it's un it's not dated, so you don't have to you know start it in January. But it's a three month right. planner, and it um, in a lot of ways it it kind of it gives you a canvas for a lot of the ideas that I explore on the Altar podcast. Um, which I, my tagline is that it's a conversation between hustle and flow. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then I lead retreats called Alter Journeys. We're going to Montana in May. That's my, like, this will be the fourth retreat I've led in Montana. I'm just totally in love with that uh, place. I've never been to Mexico. Montana. I wish I could go. Oh, Montana. come, come. <laughs> There's space. Um, Mexico this February and um, and a really special retreat, actually, that is particularly for young women, 18 to 25, um, who are emerging leaders. And that's going to be in Palm Springs Ooh, over spring break. Cool. It is called Spring Breakthrough. Awesome. My, <laughs> daughters, my daughters are 10 and 8, so I'm going to come to that and be like, I have daughters yeah. that I need to yeah. learn all this stuff. Well, the, the, the age is like a little bit negotiable. And then <laughs> lastly, I'm um, leaving starting in January this new uh course called weighty and it is a 28 day program to totally refresh and recharge the way that you fuel yourself yeah. so your relationship to food um and it's as much a course in weight gain as in like significance gain purpose right. focus as it is in weight loss we need to just have you back on because we didn't even get to any of like the talking points <laughs> and, we, and we went 10 I'm minutes in. long. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, I may, I may shoot you an email and schedule like, I don't know, like we're booked in, we're booking into like February, March. Um, and cool. I may, I may have you back on so we can like talk some more. This has been great. And I want Rick to be that. able to talk to you too. So, um, okay. I think that's it. I think that's everything. We did it. Um, and we went long. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. 
uh, that was just too good of a conversation to, to <laughs> cut short at the 30 minute mark. But, um, Oh, Oh gosh. Okay. Sorry. One more thing. What is one yes. thing you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with anything we just talked about. Uh, every day I dance in my underwear and it's oh the best gosh. moment of the day. And dancing <laughs> for at least one song, her underwear. So my daughter, my eight year old, is obsessed with that pentatonic song, Sing, you know, Sing, 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 mm-hmm, Sing. Mm-hmm. And she isn't in her underwear, but she dances with such just abandon. I like, love it. By herself. We'll like peek in there at her and she's, her arms are up and she's just yes. going crazy. And she has very blonde, very curly hair. Um, and so. Old sister. Exactly. Yeah. So she's the, she's my middle child. So I don't know. I was What's young, her name? Her name is Hope. Hope. Yeah. Oh, good. So yeah, she's she's crazy and she's awesome and she's the one who's doing Taekwondo with me too. So um, I'm hoping that she will be this empowered, like awesome, uh, you know, strong, confident, and also is a black belt and can kick someone in the yes! nuts if she needs to. So <laughs> nice job, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Nicole, this has been great. I will email you when this goes up. It'll probably be a couple of weeks. We have one more in the can to release before we release this one. And I've got to record with Rick. Who knows? Maybe by the time you, you're back on, I'll be uh, on my new Mac or something. So That's right. That's awesome. Right. All right. Well, it. have a great night. Thanks for doing this. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark. All right. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. That was Nicole Moline. Check her out. All the stuff is in the show notes, NicoleMoline.com. She's incredible. I would definitely spend some time uh, on her website and learning more about her, listening to her podcast and all that fun stuff. So that is great. We are going to stop this show and we are about to call Anthony Beck. Anthony Beck. I just, yes. what was that? Um, so... Thank you for listening. Lots more coming up. There's the Donate Now button on the show notes. If you click, uh, you can do that if you are so inclined to throw a little money our way. It does cost us a little bit of money every month to do this show. We've done for free for the last six years. We didn't really make a big deal about our six-year anniversary, but it came and went on September Ah. 21st. The first Six years. Yeah, the wow. fall the fall right. solstice was the first uh in, The Fall first Solstice year. here. Uh, are you a wizard now? Are you like some kind of a Wiccan? Are we so like a like fanning the flames up towards the sky like for the fall solstice? As we just sacrificed a goat right next to us. <laughs> I don't think it's called the fall solstice, by the way. I think there's a winter solstice oh, and yeah. a spring solstice. And there's a fall <laughs> but what's the fall called? It's a fall something. Uh, fall, uh, fall e- equinox, equinox. <laughs> I, think- I said fall festival. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember, every day I dance in my underwear. So until next time, <laughs> enjoy yourself. <laughs>